So good morning, listeners, and welcome to Common Sea Inspirations, being produced here in our Common Sea studio here in Ada. And it's the 7th of April, it's the 5th Sunday of Lent. Our programme, of course, is broadcast in sacred space at West Limit 102 Local Radio at 10am and 11pm each Sunday, and it's available for playback and download on commonseainspirations.buzzsprout.com. If you opened up the buzzsprout.com website, you can search for Common Sea Inspirations and find us there. And also you can hear a podcast of this program, and in fact many is a program going back over 10 years at this particular stage, on our blog, which is sacredspace102.blogspot.com. Our podcasting team today, uh, we've given Shane another week off. Well, actually Shane's very busy these days, but he'll be joining us again for uh, next week. But to make up for that, we've got Lorraine Buckley joining us again. Good morning to you, Lorraine. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, listeners. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks a lot for joining us again this morning, Lorraine. And uh, Anne, my dear lady wife, Anne, a resident prayer guide. Good morning to you, Anne. How are you? Morning, John. Good morning, listeners. Nice to have you on again. Nice to have both of these beautiful holy ladies with me this morning. And this uh, this program, which is going to be a special program this particular week, usually at this time of the year, as people know, it being Lent, uh, one of the traditions in the Catholic Church is to pray the Stations of the Cross. So we said in part two today, we'll pray the Stations of the Cross uh, in part two. So just to warn people uh, that might just want to get ready, um, just to calm yourself down a little bit, we'll play a little bit of music before we st- before we start the Stations, and please join us for the Stations of the Cross this morning. If you want to contact us at all with any message or comment, you can text us, and that's on 87 That's 87 Now, we decided not to have any catechesis this morning, or, uh, in fact, we're not going to read uh, the pastoral from our Bishop, Bishop Leahy, here in Limerick, because we want to take as much time as need be to pray the Stations of the Cross. But what we will do is pray a spirit of communion prayer and will lead us in the spirit of communion prayer. And this is especially for those who could not receive Jesus in Holy Communion this morning. We also want to include in this prayer, in our spirit of communion prayer, all those who are sick, lonely, housebound or worried in any way. We have these intentions with us every week on the programme. But we include them specifically in this prayer that Anne's going to share with us now. Thanks, Anne. My Jesus, I desire to receive you into my soul, since I now cannot receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my soul. I embrace you as already there. I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Anne. So now we'll go for our first bit of music this morning, and the piece of music we've chosen is from the Emmanuel community, something maybe to just let us rest a little while. This one is entitled, Jesus, We Adore You. And welcome back again to Come and See Inspirations, the second part of our programme today. My name is Lorraine Buckley, I'm joined in studio by John and Anne Keeley, and of course at different points during our reflection on the stations you'll hear different voices, because John has been very hard at work. Uh, corralling volunteers this week to help us pray the Stations of the Cross. Just a little bit of context before we begin. The first point to note is that the Stations of the Cross are a prayer. They're not just an intellectual exercise. Of course, we know that prayer is the raising of one's mind and one's heart to God. So we do use our mind when we pray But it is in the context of my relationship with God. I could read through the text of each of the stations, but that wouldn't necessarily be prayer. This is an invitation to enter into a gifted faith experience of who Jesus is. It becomes prayer when I open my heart to be touched, and it leads me to express my response in prayer. The second thing to remember is that this is an imaginative exercise, so we do use our mind. Its purpose is not a historical examination of what really happened, 
on that day in history. It's about something far more profound. We're trying to enter into the mystery. This is an opportunity to use this long-standing Christian prayer to let Jesus touch my heart deeply by showing me the depth of his love for me. The context is the historical fact that he was made to carry the instrument of his death from the place where he was condemned to die to Calvary where he died and that he was taken down and laid in a tomb. The religious context is that today Jesus wants to use any means available to move my heart to know his love for me. These exercises can allow me to imaginatively visualise the meaning of his passion and death. It's a little bit like Lexio. We enter into the story. We try to put ourselves right there with Jesus and with the other characters. And as we'll see in these particular stations of the cross with Mary, the mother of God, and our mother too. The point of this exercise is to lead us to gratitude. Gratitude to the one who created us out of love and for love and loved us so much that he died for us. It will also lead us into a sense of solidarity with all our brothers and sisters. In our busy, high-tech lives, we can easily get out of touch with the terrible suffering of people in our world. Journeying with Jesus in the stations allows us to imagine his entry into the experience of those who are tortured, those who are unjustly accused or victimised, those sitting on death row, those carrying impossible burdens, those facing terminal illnesses, or those simply fatigued with life. Of course, it is a moment of hope for us too, as we realise that if we are suffering or tired or down in whatever way, whatever burdens we are carrying, Jesus walks with us in our experiences. So today we're going to reflect on Mary's way of the cross. Mary's way of the cross follows the mother of Jesus as she walks the road to Calvary, where Jesus was crucified emphasising her sense of surrender. I knew it had to be, so I walked on silently. You'll hear that little refrain throughout the stations this morning. Enter into that intimate journey of faith through a deep reflection that will unite one's pain and suffering with Jesus on the cross through the sorrowful heart of his mother. first station, Jesus is condemned to die. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. It was early Friday morning when I saw my son. That was the first glimpse I had of him since they took him away. His bruised and bleeding skin sent a sword of pain deep into my heart and tears down my cheeks. Then Pilate, from his chair of judgment, asked the crowd why they wanted my son executed. All around me they shouted, Crucify him! I wanted to plead with them to stop, but I knew this had to be. So I stood by and cried silently. Lord Jesus, it is hard for me to imagine the anguish your mother felt at your condemnation. But what about today when I hold a grudge, when I judge people? Crucify him. When I judge others, crucify him. 
doesn't this bring tears of anguish to both you and your mother? Forgive me, Jesus. Second station, Jesus carries his cross. We adore your Christ and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Regaining a little strength, I walked with the crowds to the entrance of the square. A door flew open and my son stumbled out, the guards laughing behind him. Two men dragged over a heavy wooden cross and dropped it on his shoulders. Then they shoved him down the road my pain for him was unbearable. I wanted to take the cross from him and carry it myself, but I knew this had to be, so I walked on silently. Lord Jesus, I beg you to forgive me for the many times I have added more weight to your cross by closing my eyes to the pain and loneliness of my neighbor. Forgive me for gossiping about others and for always trying to find excuses to avoid certain people who wish to talk with me. Help me to be like Mary, always seeking to lighten the crosses of others. Forgive me, Jesus. third station Jesus falls the first time we adore you O Christ and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world I followed close behind my son as he stumbled towards Calvary nothing had ever hurt me more than to see him in such pain I saw the cross digging into his shoulders my heart dropped when I saw him fall face to the ground, the heavy cross landing squarely on his back. For a moment I thought my beloved son was dead. Now my whole body began to tremble. Then the guard kicked him. He rose slowly and began to walk again. And yet they still whipped him. I wanted to protect him with my own body. But I knew this had to be. So I walked on and wept silently. Lord, how often have I seen you fall, and unlike Mary, have left you there without concern. How often have I seen people make mistakes and laughed at them. How often do I find myself getting angry when someone does things differently than I? Mary offered you her support through your entire passion. Help me to do the same for you by the support I give to others. Lord, have mercy on me. The fourth station, Jesus meets his mother. 
We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. I had managed to break through the crowd and was walking side by side with my son. I called to him through the shouting voices. He stopped. Our eyes met. Mine full of tears of anguish, his full of pain and confusion. I felt helpless. Then his eyes said to me, Courage, there is a purpose for this. As he stumbled on, I knew he was right. So I followed and prayed silently. Lord Jesus, forgive me the many times our eyes have met and I turned mine away. Forgive me the times things did not go my way and I let everyone know about it. Forgive me the times I brooded over little inconveniences or became discouraged and did not heed your call to courage. Yes, Lord, our eyes have met many times, but fruitlessly. Simon helps Jesus to carry his cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. I could now see almost complete helplessness on the face of my son as he tried to carry his heavy load. Each step looked as as if it would be his last. I felt his every pain in my heart, and I wanted the whole thing to end. Then I noticed some commotion near Jesus. The guards had pulled a protesting man from the crowd. They forced him to pick up the back of the cross to help lighten my son's load. He asked the guards why this had to be. I knew and so followed silently. Lord Jesus, I have many times refused to help you. I have been a selfish person who has often questioned your word. Don't let me remain like Simon, but help me to be like your mother, Mary, who always silently followed and obeyed. station. Veronica wipes the face of Jesus. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As I continue close by Jesus, a woman pushed past the guards, took off her veil, and began to wipe my son's sweating, bloody face. The guard immediately pulled her back. Her face seemed to say, Why are you doing this to him? I knew. So I walked on face, walked on in face silently. Lord, this woman, you gave you the best she could. On the other hand, I wanted to take more than I gave. Many opportunities arise every day for me to give you to you by given to others, but I passed them by. My Saviour never let me ask why again, but help me to give 
all I have to you. The seventh station. Jesus falls the second time. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. Again my son fell, and again my grief was overwhelming at the thought that he might die. I started to move towards him, but the soldiers prevented me. He rose and stumbled ahead slowly. Seeing my son fall, get up again and continue on, was bitter anguish to me. But since I knew this had to be, I walked on silently. Lord of all the people, Mary was your most faithful follower, never stopping in spite of all the pain she felt for you. I have many times turned away from you by my sins, and have caused others to turn away from you. I beg you to have mercy on me. station Jesus meets the women of Jerusalem we adore you O Christ and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world I was walking a few steps behind Jesus when I saw him stop some women were there crying for him and pitying him he told them not to shed tears for him They had the opportunity to accept him as the Messiah, like many others. They rejected him instead. He told them to shed tears for themselves, tears that would bring their conversion. They did not see the connection between that and his walk to death. I did, and as he walked on, I followed silently. My Saviour, many times have I acted like these women, always seeing the faults in others and pitying them, yet very rarely have I seen my own sinfulness and asked your pardon. Lord, you have taught me through these women. Forgive me, Lord, for my blindness. Ninth station, Jesus falls the third time. We adore you, Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. This fall of Jesus was agony to me. Not only had he fallen on the rocky ground again, but now he was almost at the top of the hill of crucifixion. The soldiers screamed at him and abused him, almost dragging him the last few steps. My heart pounded as I imagined what they would do to him next. But I knew this had to be. So I climbed the hill silently behind him. My loving Jesus, I know that 
Many times I have offered my hand to help people, but when it became inconvenient or painful to me, I left them, making excuses for myself. Help me, Lord, to be like your mother, Mary, and never take my supporting hand away from those who need it. The tenth station, Jesus is stripped of his garments. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. With my son finally relieved of the ways of the cross, I thought he would have a chance to rest. But the guards immediately stopped it to rip off his clothes, of his blood-clotted skin. The sight of my son in such pain was unbearable. Yes, since I knew this had to be, I stood by and cried silently. Lord, in my own way, I too have stripped you. I have taken away the good name of another by my foolish talk and stripped people of their human dignity. Jesus, there are so many ways I've offended you. Through the hurt I have caused others. Help me to see you in all people. The eleventh station. Jesus is nailed to the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. As they threw Jesus on the cross, he willingly allowed himself to be nailed. As they punctured his hands and his feet, I felt the pain in my heart. Then they lifted up the cross. There he was, my son, whom I love so much, being scorned as he struggled for the last few moments of earthly life. But I knew this had to be, so I stood by and prayed silently. Lord, what pain you endured for me, and what pain your mother went through seeing her only son die for love of me. Yet, both you and she are ready to forgive me as soon as I repent of my sins. Help me, Lord, to turn away from my sinfulness. station, Jesus dies on the cross. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. What greater pain is there for a mother than to see her son die right before her eyes? I, who had brought this Saviour into the world and watched him grow, stood helplessly beneath his cross as he lowered his head 
and died. His earthly anguish was finished, but mine was greater than ever. Yet, this had to be, and I had to accept it. So I stood by, and I mourned silently. O my Jesus, have mercy on me for what my sins have done to you and to others. I thank you for your great act of love. You have said that true love is laying down your life for your friends. Let me always be your friend. Teach me to live my life for others and not fail you again. station Jesus is taken down from the cross we adore you O Christ and we bless you because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world the crowd had gone the noise had stopped I stood quietly with one of Jesus friends and looked up at the dead body of my saviour my son. Then two men took the body from the cross and placed it in my arms. A deep sorrow engulfed my being. Yes, I I also felt a deep joy. Life had ended cruelly for my son, but it also brought life to all of us. I know this had to be So I prayed silently. Lord, your passion has ended. Yes, it still goes on whenever I choose sin over you. I have done my part in your crucifixion. And now, my Saviour, I beg you forgiveness with all my heart. Help me to live life worthy of you and your mother. The 14th station, Jesus is placed in the tomb. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. We brought Jesus' body to a tomb, and I arranged it there myself, silently weeping, silently rejoicing. I took one more look at my loving son, and then walked out. They closed the tomb, and before I left, I thought, I knew this had to be. It had to be for you. I would wait in faith, silently. Yes, my Lord, this had to be, because you love me, and for no other reason. All you ask is that I live a good life. You never said such life would be easy. I am willing to leave sin behind and live for you alone in my brothers and sisters.
the fifteenth station, Jesus is raised from the dead. We adore you, O Christ, and we bless you, because by your holy cross you have redeemed the world. I could only be most grateful for the sacrifice of my Son for us. Yet what emptiness I felt trying to live without him whom I loved so. But only two days later, that emptiness was filled beyond belief. He had risen. Our Saviour had opened the doors to a new life. That is the way it had to be. Because his undying love for you would not stop at anything else. I could rejoice forever, but not in silence. My Saviour, thank you. Thank you for such endless love that helps me to rise out of my own sinfulness. I will try again to live a better life. Help me to always remember your love. Mary, Mother of our risen Saviour, teach me to be like you and in my love for others, love him in return. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So welcome back again to the third part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. Still joined in studio here by Anne Buckley and Anne Keeley. And we hope you enjoyed or got something from the Stations of the Cross that we prayed this morning. Now we come to a part of the programme where the Gospel reflection is uh, the, the gospel is read and we reflect a little bit ourselves. But before that, Anne prays a prayer before reading and reflecting on Scripture. Thank you, Anne. Lord, we thank you for pushing us in the presence of your word, which you inspired in your prophets. 
May we approach this world reverently, attentively and humbly. May we not despise this world, but receive all it has to say to us. We know that our hearts are closed, often incapable of comprehending the simplicity of your word. Send your spirit to us, so that receiving the word in truth and simplicity, our lives may be transformed by it. Let us not be resistant, Lord. May your word penetrate us like a two-edged sword. May our hearts be open to it. Let not our eyes be closed, nor our minds wander. But we may give ourselves entirely to this listening. We ask this order in union with Mary, who used to recite the Psalms through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that, Anne. So the Gospel for today, the fifth Sunday in Lent, is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 1 to 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. At daybreak he appeared in the temple again. As all the people came to him, he sat down, and he began to teach them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman along who had been caught committing adultery. And making her stand there in full view of everybody, they said to Jesus, Master, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. And Moses has ordered us in the law to condemn women like this to death by stoning. What have you to say? They asked him this as a test, looking for something to use against him. But Jesus bent down and started writing on the ground with his finger. And as they persisted with their question, he looked up and said, If there is one if there is one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Then he bent down and wrote on the ground again. When they heard this, they went away one by one, beginning with the eldest, until Jesus was left alone with the woman, who remained standing there. He looked up and said, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you, said Jesus. Go away and don't sin any more. That's the Gospel for today, the fifth Sunday in Lent. And Lorraine, you might help us to reflect a little bit on that, please. As usual, John, it is chock full of things that we could meditate on or think about during the coming week. So what we would recommend very uh especially in these last couple of weeks of Lent, is to take the Gospel home with you if you're blessed enough to get out to Mass or maybe you have a Missal at home and just or a Bible and read through it again. It's from John chapter 8. So we've moved from Luke's Gospel, which we've been reflecting on throughout the year, turning to John's Gospel today. It's the start of chapter 8. It's verses 1 to 11. And we start with Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now, the Mount of Olives, of course, is going to play a very significant part in the passion of Jesus, as we've been reflecting on in part two of our programme. But why did Jesus go to the Mount of Olives? Well, they were in Jerusalem for the Festival of Booths, and Jesus had been preaching to the people, and he had been talking to them about... um, the, you know, he'd been talking to them about living water and people had gotten into an argument, especially the scribes and the Pharisees had gotten into an argument about who was the Messiah and where was he from. And they were trying to find ways of catching Jesus out. Jesus didn't have a home in Jerusalem, though. So he went to the Mount of Olives that night and he prayed through the night and at daybreak before the sun rose he appeared again in the temple and all the people came to him again and he sat down which is the stance of of the teacher the rabbi sat down to teach and began to teach them and it's in that context of Jesus the Messiah the true word of God teaching the people that the scribes and Pharisees bring along this poor 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 woman can you imagine can you imagine it happening today, John? You are in the midst of St. John's Cathedral and the bishop is there preaching or teaching or there's a speaker in there and the religious authorities of our day pull somebody in in front of all the people and they make a holy show of them, as as we would say. They point out that she has been caught in the very act of committing adultery. 
how did they catch her in that mm-hmm. act? Mm-hmm. And where is the man? Yeah. Because it takes two to commit adultery. And what they are doing in this situation is they're using the law, they are using the word of God to have an argument with Jesus. They're trying to catch him out because if he says, yes, we must apply the law, she must be stoned to death, people will go, Asher, look, he's no better than the rest of us. And if he says, on the other hand, well, no, let her go, let her go free, we can't apply the law here, he'll say, well, he's not upholding the law, he can't call himself a rabbi. So the woman, in a sense, is collateral damage. They don't care about the woman. They really don't care. All they want to do is score points and think about our attitudes and our behaviours today. Do we use the law, church teaching, the word of God, do we use it to score points over other people and ignore those who might be caught in the middle of that discussion? Do we wish people dead? And you might go, of course not. I don't wish anybody dead, for goodness no. sake. I'm, I'm based here in West Limerick or wherever I might be. There's no way I wish somebody dead. But do we believe that people can't change? Do we write people off? whether they might have a problem with alcohol or any other addiction or maybe they've hurt us so much in their life that we've walked away from them and we've said that person cannot change. Because if we say that, then we're saying we wish that person dead because we're saying there's no hope for them. God's love has no place in them. And I think it's an important time of the year where we're in Lent, we're looking at the whole uh, journey of conversion, our own conversion particularly, as we'll see in the story. And we need to look at those areas in our life where we judge other people. And in judging other people, we will find them wanting. So again, we look at our own lives in this gospel. And of course, we do constantly. We judge people constantly, John. As I said last week, I shared with you that like, it's an area of my life that I'm particularly looking at. Like, We judge people for their hair colour, for their weight, for the type of job they have. And they're only all the little things. That's, that's aside from uh, the, you know, judging people because of their morals or their ways of living or, or whatever it might be. We have no right to judge. Judgment is mine, says the Lord, because only he can see the heart. And only he can love the person enough to know where their struggles come from. We don't have the right to judge at all. So if we find ourselves judging today or during the week, we might just remember those words. If there is one of you who has not sinned, let him be the first to cast a stone or throw a stone at her. Let those words resonate in you this week. Every time you make a snap judgment about somebody, whether it's something small like... Would you look at your one? Or whether it's more of, God, God, couldn't imagine a person doing that kind of thing. Whatever it is, just let those words come back to you during the week. The other part of the story, and I won't keep you too long, John, because our time is running rapidly out. Look at what Jesus says to the woman. Of course, the boys slink off as soon as they know they've been cut out. And the woman is left standing there, vulnerable and alone, caught in her shame, caught in her sin. And Jesus turns to her and says, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she replied. Neither do I condemn you. Go away and do not sin any more. Now the two of those have to be held together. Neither do I condemn you. Go away and do not sin any more. Jesus completely and utterly will forgive us if we confess our sins to him. But he expects us then to go and sin no more. He expects us to do our bit by trying to live good and holy lives, by turning back to God and away from sin. Thank you so much for that, Lorraine. So maybe with that, we might just go out with our final piece of music. And it's by John Michael Talbot. It's one that I think is pertinent to both the Stations of the Cross and to the Gospel for today. It's entitled Healer of My Soul by John Michael Talbot. And before I do that, my thanks go out, of course, today to, to Anne and Lorraine, but also to Paddy Geary, Mary Keaton and Martina O'Sullivan for helping us pray such a prayerful Stations of the Cross prayer. We hope you got something again from the Stations of the Cross today. 
So please join us again next week where Father Frank Dewick will join us for a reflection on Palm Sunday and also help us to journey through Holy Week. Until then, God bless you all now. Bye. Sacred Space.